0: With proven strategies, systems, and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey there, and welcome back to the Divorce Angel Podcast. Wow, what a difficult time we are having right now. It doesn't matter what part of the world you live in. The interesting thing about this is it's made me realise just how small we are because we feel the pain and anguish in Italy, in France, in Spain, in America, in the UK. It does not matter where you live. We all feel your pain. And I'm very receptive to what is going on. It's, it's really, to be honest, it has certainly um, taken its toll on me. I am normally a really happy person and can see, you know, the, the good in everything. And it's, it's very hard for all of us to see where this is going to end and what's going to happen. But, self, isolation or lockdown no matter where you live causes a whole lot of other problems and one of those problems unfortunately is putting more pressure on relationships and marriages that are already probably at breaking point and we see the good and bad in humanity at a time like this so if you're a business owner the stress of running a business at any time you know can cause issues in a relationship but right now if you're in hospitality or some sort of personal grooming or you know any sort of um business where you have to touch other people in a lot of cases your business has been forced to close down and that pressure is immense when we've got bills to pay and not only are we worrying about possibly staff members and how we're going to pay the bills of them, we worry about their families. The consequences and the stress on people at the moment is like something I've never seen in my lifetime and, and hopefully never see again. But the problem is, is when we're bringing all of that home, it puts more pressure on our relationship. So if your relationship was already in, and end this is just going to be the catalyst that's going to make it even worse so if you're in that position please you know there's not much I can tell you we just have to bite our time and get through this next period until we can start putting steps in place to help and support you in the future But in this podcast, I wanted to sort of bring together bits and pieces of a few of the podcasts I've already done and highlight some key tips. So outlining the money-saving tips that divorce solicitors or lawyers just aren't telling people just so they might be able to help you. So even if you can't leave right now in the relationship you're in because of lockdown, there's still stuff that you could possibly start to think about do some homework and get prepared for. So let's start at where most people think that they need to begin. So if you're thinking about getting a divorce, chances are that you assume that the next step is to start looking up a good lawyer to represent you. And if that is you, I'm telling you just to be aware because it's not something that I get my clients to do. First and foremost, I get them to start to put together a history before they even consider going to a lawyer. We try and do 80% if we possibly can before we involve the lawyer, and that's how we're able to keep our clients' costs low. But for you, if you're doing this yourself, your divorce is unique, and no two divorces are the same. And you need to make sure that you find the right person to represent you that can fulfill your needs and knows exactly how to react to your partner, whether that be your wife or your husband. I was talking to a lawyer this week and it was interesting because she was saying how she was known as a ball breaker and people would come to her and go, oh, you've got this reputation that you're really aggressive and I want to hire you. And she said to me, the interesting thing was she wasn't a ball breaker. She wanted to try and prevent everyone from going to court. But sometimes it just worked out that way. And she would end up in a courtroom, even though it was the last thing she wanted to do. And the reputation of a ball breaker was really upsetting her because she didn't want to be known as that person. Don't get me wrong. She said that she really was good and loved protecting and getting the best outcome for her clients but the more I do this day after day I just see that there's a better way there's such a better way and I want to get that across to you fighting is not the answer all it does is it makes everything worse and it just it compounds it brings on all of these other emotional and stresses into people's lives and if we could figure out a way just to, to work together for this short period of time and whether we never, ever had to see that person again or we only had to communicate these short periods of time, then our life would be so much better. But it's easy for me to tell you that because I've been through it. It's easy for me to tell you that because I witness it and I see it and I see, I see the collateral damage that happens to people's lives when they just don't listen to me. And it's, it's heartbreaking, but I can't make someone do what they don't want to do. Each divorce is different. So no two divorces are ever the same. So the results are unique for all parties. So a lot of people do the mistake of picking their lawyer based on a referral from someone. And like I said, if your friend said, oh, go to my lawyer or she was a ball breaker, that might not be what you need to do. Because if you go to a ball breaker as such, and your partner is prepared to be amicable, before you know it, a letter's gone out and you've started World War III. And it might never, ever have needed to get to that stage. I Hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say to you. If you think that you need to be aggressive and you don't, you are only making everything worse. You know, your circumstances, your debts, your financial picture, your family needs and your individual needs are all unique to you. And you might have the same number of children, but it does not predetermine what your split might be. You know, you guys may have have different assets, you may have a business that needs to get valued, you may have inherited money, you may have come in with different amounts of financial stability at the start of your relationship. And therefore, your split may be completely different to your friends. So do your own homework. Just because someone says this lawyer was right for them does not mean it's right for you. And it can cost you money and it can cost you time. And more than that, it could start a war. Now we've all heard this next saying and that is time is money and there is no other time in a person's life than this is true than when you're dealing with a lawyer and you're getting a divorce. We like to always try and get a fixed fee for our clients or we like to at least get an idea of a quote. The other thing that we like to do is put together working documents for our lawyers so the disclosure is provided up front. And the reason we try and do that is to limit the costs for the client. Because when I was going through my divorce, the thing that kept me awake at night was how am I ever going to pay this legal bill? What what is it going to be? Oh my god, I'm too scared to talk to the lawyer just in case it costs me, you know, another $1000. All of these things were continually going through my head, and I don't want that for you. Just remember that when a lawyer is billing you, Especially, I've talked about this before, but when they charge by increments, they go to the higher end of the increment. So let me explain. If they are charging by six minute increments and you talk to them for five minutes, you will be charged for six minutes. If you talk to them for seven minutes, you will be charged for 12 minutes because they just, they work it out to the highest next increment. Can you imagine if over a period of six months you dealt with a lawyer, can you see how much it would cost you for time that was never used? And I would love to see some form of evidence on this, but I can't find it anywhere. I would love to see how much additional time people are charged that has never been used. So don't let that happen to you. Now, the best way to actually try and manage your money is by maintaining what I call a divorce folder. Now, I also get my clients to do it on a Trello board if they like, or they can do it in a a manual divorce folder. If you want to look at the Trello board, you can go onto my website and I have a template Trello board, which you can download and you can carry that everywhere with you on your phone, on your iPad, wherever, and you can start to be putting your paperwork together, or a manual folder. And what that is, is you start to put together all the necessary information and evidence that you need to support your divorce. Now, if you guys are amicable, what you could do, you could sit down and both do a divorce folder to get, you know, do two folders with the same information. If you're not using a lawyer, you've got the evidence in front of you to prove what each of you's got in your bank account, what you have um, as far as assets, business values, whatever the case may be. Now, if that seems completely unreasonable and you have to do this alone, that's okay. You just put together all this information, you photocopy it, and what you can do is have two folders. So you could have a folder that you have, and you could have a folder that you hand over to your lawyer. You could mark them the same and number the pages, and when your lawyer is looking at something, they might say, right, I'm on page 34, and I can see that there's a copy of your tax return here, can you explain what this means? If you're on the end of the phone, you open up page 34 and straight away, you are both talking and working off the same hymn sheet. So hopefully that makes sense. That's going to save you money because there's not information being emailed back and forth. Reading emails costs money. It just goes on and on. So be very, very clever with how you do this and it can save you money. Now, the next point is around mediation. So if you go into mediation and you guys are going to share everything 50-50, then that is great. You can work out a very amicable agreement with your mediator. So for time, I'm not going to go into mediation, but if you'd like to know more, go back and listen to episode 36, where we talk about mediation, not litigation, and get some more or get a greater understanding of how that process works. Then the next one is, if you and your spouse are amicable, you can save a fortune. And look, pretty much, it's obvious, isn't it really? So I've got a client at the moment who will probably be sorted out, have consent orders, everything done within about a four-week period. Um, she and her ex-husband have sat down. They've worked out together a list of their assets and their liabilities. They've done a fair and reasonable split and they've worked it out as a team. Now, these guys have been married for over 30 years. So you would think that they would have a lot of emotion tied with their divorce, but they're thinking about the bigger picture. They're thinking about their children and their grandchildren, and they know if they can lead by example. Their family will benefit from it as well. Now I realise that this is not possible for everyone, but I also realise too, and this is the warning that I'm giving you is for every action there is a reaction or a consequence. If you do something that you know is going to cause your partner to get upset, be prepared for the ramifications of that. However, if you work together and try and control those emotions and actions, then you could be like this client I was just talking about, and you could get this over and done with in a very, very short period of time, but just depends on how you want to tackle it. Now, the next thing probably seems a little bit obvious, but when I do talk to people about it, they don't really understand this. But the larger the legal firm you go to, not necessarily will you get a better result. Recently, I've had a bit of a light bulb moment when it comes to this, and it could be my belief, it could be my interpretation, but this is what I have seen. There's a lot of really good lawyers out there who probably charge somewhere between the $350 and $450 mark. Then you've got other lawyers that are from 650 to 850. Now the ones that are the you know, say 750 mark, let's say that, they are normally the owners of the business and the very, very big businesses. The reason that they are charging themselves out at $750 an hour is because let's be honest, they're the owner of the business. They really don't need to be talking with clients they actually are the operator of the business as such. So consider them, say, the CEO or the managing director. So for them, if they're going to take on a case, they're going to do it, but they want to get paid handsomely for it because otherwise they might as well just be doing what they were doing before and running their business and letting their other staff get billable hours. So if they're going to take on a client and they're going to pay them $700, $850, well, why wouldn't you? Because there's benefit in it for them where the other staff members or the other lawyers are getting paid $450. It's worthwhile. Now, the person paying that, that figure thinks that they are getting a much better level of service because they're paying that amount of money. But what I've witnessed is that even though that person that you're paying the $750 to you think that they're acting on your behalf, they're actually going back to their office and they've got someone else, an undergrad or or a, a lesser lawyer or a cheaper rate lawyer doing all the work and then they're sort of charging you, let's say, at a retail price when they've got someone doing it at a wholesale price workload. Hopefully that makes sense. I have without a doubt seen some of the best outcomes come from the lawyers who who are around the $350, $450 mark. I've seen some of them come up against these so-called $750 lawyers and pretty much wiped, wiped them. They've just outthought them because they're doing it day in day. The last thing for me too is that your lawyer is not your therapist. Your lawyer, let's say that you've chosen a lawyer at $450 an hour. That lawyer is not your therapist. If you do have emotional issues or you are struggling with your relationship, do not tell your lawyer about it. It's not their job. And the truth of the matter is, from the lawyers that I've spoken to, two things happen. Either they don't want to hear it, but they listen to it anyway, and it wears the lawyer out, and that's really not their job. Or they want to hear it, but they really don't care, but they want to hear it because they know they can bill you for it. My advice to you is go and pay $150 an hour for a really good therapist who can help you deal with your emotional issues because your lawyer can't help you deal with the emotional issues. Just stick to the legal advice you need to get from the lawyer and stick to the emotional advice with your therapist or your counsellor. Now, lastly, if you haven't left your relationship yet and you are struggling with how to talk to your partner and convey how you're feeling. We put together a five video series program with a workbook to help our clients. Now it's something that I workshop with my clients one-on-one anyway when they're at this stage. But for you guys out there, we've put together this free resource and I'd love for you to go and use it and hopefully help you get through this really difficult time with some advice and support from us so you can find it on our website so go to www.tanyasomerton.com go to programs and then go to our free resources and that's called the action center now in the action center we've got some free ebooks we've got this course and some other things that you might find of help and support there If you wanna go through that, hopefully it will help you really get clear in your mind on how you have this initial conversation because how you start your separation hopefully will be how you end it. You don't wanna start it by placing blame and having a massive fight. You wanna start it calm and have a clear idea of what you wanna get out of it. So that's it for me for today If you're stuck at home, I'm sending all of my love and kind wishes and hopefully we'll be out of this very, very soon. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favour and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.